This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing. But rest assured, you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Good evening, good evening, and good evening. Hi, Amy, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I am fantastic. And if you're watching this live on YouTube or you're watching it back or you're listening to it on, on the uh, the podcast afterwards, we've got to say that Amy WhatsApp me, um, I think it was yesterday or the day before, and she says, if we beat this Brighton hoodoo, she's going to get out the glitter ball. And as per her word... You've got it going on in the background there, Amy. It is going on. I got this glitter ball when I lived in London when we used to have loads of um, flat parties all the time. So it's not been out for a while. I actually didn't know where it was and it turned out that it was at my parents. Mum was like, oh, it's here. So I managed to get that off them today when I was around there watching watching the game. So um, very, very happy that um, we beat Brighton. It's been a long time coming, so it feels... Feels nice to have beaten our bogey team. But my cat is going wild. Blossom's going mad. Can we see Blossom? Can we see Blossom in the background there, just on your shoulder? There she is. Look, she's pouncing, looking, and she doesn't know which light to go for. So we might have to turn it off in a bit if um, the cat's going too wild. (laughs) I just want to say as well a big thank you uh, to Spider VPM uh, for powering extra time. Uh, wherever you are in the world, they provide high-speed, low-cast, secure VPN services for all your devices. The link's in the description below. And we've got a major announcement uh, today because Spider VPN have signed up to be the Extra Time sponsor for the whole of next season as well. How good's that? Absolutely amazing, and um, which is really good because it helps, helps the channel to grow. And Amy... Um, Obviously delighted with the performance. Interesting when the team came out. What did you? What's your summary of the match before we get stuck into uh, stuck into the uh, the viewers and the, the the people that are coming on to to, to give their version of the game tonight? Um, I thought overall it was a very enjoyable game. To be fair, so um, yeah, I really enjoyed it, which was good. Um, going off the back of the Albion game, well, the West Brom Albion game, obviously, 
it was um Albion again today. Um but yeah, I really enjoyed the perform well the first half some of it was a bit um but that's to expect, isn't it, with first half performances. So we wouldn't have wanted anything any any less or any anything more. But and um, they recovered well and yeah, I just thought it was good in general. I think Dunk was my man of the match, not gonna lie. Um <laughs> I'm sure we'll um we'll get we'll get onto that shortly. Um we, we absolutely yeah. will. But no, just just really good to see and it's nice that they're even though we haven't got really anything to play for, that they're trying to finish the season strong after what's been quite um a hard season to watch. So I think um yeah, good overall. It is absolutely good. Well, I, I must admit, we're just we're gonna get on to just let you know tonight already lined up. We've got Paul, we've got Ghostman coming back. Hopefully we'll be able to see him. We've got we've got uh, Mini Amy and Dad, we've got young Thomas, we've got Statman, we've got uh, Andy over in his uh, I'm gonna get this right, motorhome, not camper van. So we've got loads of guests already lined up for tonight. And I've got to say, before we get on to them, Amy, I was quite in impressed with the first 10 minutes and then it was a bit like Burnley where they scored and then we were all over the shop and then the second half we were obviously a lot better I know Brighton went down to 10 men but Fabio was through I think he would have slotted that away for a 1-1 and as you say Dunk had a moment of uh, madness yeah and um, pulled him back I think it was instinctive wasn't it but then it's like the thing which got me about the situation with commentators were like well he has to make that instinctive reaction where he's gonna is he gonna take the red card or is he gonna try let Fabio try and score and I was thinking that shouldn't even be a thing that's crossing his mind he shouldn't think oh I've got to I've got to weigh up getting a red card you should never want to get a red card for your team um so I just think the fact that we're talking about that kind of situation in football these days is just not okay you should not be pulling the last man's shirt back at all. So, um, yeah, I just think the whole situation was a little bit bizarre. And I think the discipline of Brighton was very, very lacking with what happened at the end of the game as well. So if that was for Wolves players, I would not be happy. That was um, not either got the booking, the, the, the red card. That's two reds because I was watching it. Yeah. And I was thinking, where's the other red come? Because I kind of missed it. Uh, Robert Flesher, it's, we're not the only reason that we've got the uh, the glitter ball out tonight because it seems, because Albion were losing, it looks like, are we correct in... It's only half-time, it's only half-time. Oh, it's only half-time. Yeah, so, they're going uh, to kick off till seven, I'll get it up. But they're losing 2-0 they're losing at 50 minutes. So 2-0 down, so the West Birmingham Baggy Birds could be boing, boing, boinging back to the Championship. And Amy, although we've got the... Uh, the glitter ball out for obviously uh, the Brighton win. Coincidentally, it could also be for our uh, our friends. Well, we've not had many reasons to get out the disco ball and disco ball this season, have we? So let's just make it a double today. <laughs> right. So let's get on to our uh, our guests then. I'm just going to change the background so it looks right. And first up tonight, uh, before we get to Paul, who'll be coming up next. We've got young Thomas, who always speaks very well. Thomas, welcome back, mate. Hello. Hi, How Thomas. Are you? Hello, you all right? Yeah, good, thanks. How are you? I'm good, thanks. A lot better after a win. Are you loving yeah. the glitter ball? Pardon? Are you loving the glitter ball that Amy's got going on? Yes, it's very good. Very <laughs> exciting. 
<laughs> the, honestly, I sit. I'm in a flat on like the ground floor, and the, all the curtains are open, and they must just be thinking, "What the hell is going on in there?" So anyway, um, how, how how did you think of today's performance? Um, as as usual, uh, it was uh, uh, again uh, a Wolves performance where we conceded first. I mean, it's no surprise. Um, uh, when I remember saying before the match, I said to Dad, because um, it it like before it kicked off, I said because we didn't really know the time. We were, I was like, Dad, it's going to be one nil Brighton, Lewis Dunk, and when when they scored with Lewis Dunk, I thought to myself, Oh no, I've done it again. <laughs> I've called the wrong outcome. And when I saw the lineup, I was quite excited. I was excited to see. Uh, four at the back. I think the rest of our games will be four at the back now because uh, I think it wants to transition. I think we'll use this as extra pre-season. And then I also think that, um, that um, again, you know, get the youngsters some playtime. We need to see Batinia and Aitnuri. I thought, I, I had my doubts about Aitnuri, but I think we should probably try and sign him considering Johnny and Marcel's injuries. And um, Virginia again, wasn't as standout as usual, but you can't be you can't be um, as good as how he was against West Brom. You say that, though, uh, Thomas, and I'm, I'm completely with you on eight Nori. I've been really impressed with him uh, since his second stint, since Johnny's got injured. But, like, I thought Virginia had a good game as well, and it was his flick, again, from the outside and the movement yeah. of Fabio that got... Yeah. Him into the position and obviously drew the uh, the foul from uh, Amy's man of the match dunk uh, and and obviously from there on they were down to ten men so I thought Vettina had another good, yeah. had a good game again. I mean, he did make that pass and we we I mean it's always good to see the other team get a red card because I mean it gave the advantage for us. As soon as I saw the red card, I was like, right, if we're going to bring anyone on now, it should be a Dharma. And we brought Adama on and he showed us again why we need to try and keep him. Because, yeah. Because, I mean, that, I mean, he starts, he gets the ball and he wants to take them on. Because, I mean, we looked at Hover in that first half. Like, he did well, but he doesn't have that ambition to take them on as much as Adama. But when Adama takes them on, he'll try and get it to the byline and cross it back, which creates the most dangerous opportunities, especially when you've got someone like him in his back, uh, which hopefully should be before the end of the season. Uh, see him at Man I'm waiting on a news update on the 18th yeah. of May, Raul. Honestly, she's going, she's going mad for these lights. We might have to turn them off in a minute. She's just going... She's going, she's going I'm going to have to deal with a <laughs> wild cat. Um, <laughs> We don't. It's like having a child. This is, this is why you ever, you come to this channel, because anything can happen. Um, I personally don't want to see Raul back for the end of the season. I don't think there's any point in bringing him back, personally. Like, obviously, I want the guy more than anyone to do, to be back on the pitch and playing football. But for the sake of one game against Man United, I just don't see the point in risking it, personally. Um, I'd rather have him had the extra time and, like, you know, just get him back for the start of next season is what yeah. I want to see. Which, but, you know, leave it to the experts, but that's just my... If we were, like, had to get him on to win, to stay in the league, then it might be a different story. But, um, yeah, I just think there's no point bringing him back. But, like, 
What I think, Amy, we should be asking every guest that comes on tonight actually that question. I think you've raised a very, very good point um, because Raul could be fit, but if he plays, then Mexico might want him to go and play in the Olympics. Yeah. So um, the question is to you, Thomas, um, if Raul was fit to play in the last game or two, would you would you play him? I know what my dad would say. He'd say no. But, uh, yeah, I I think I'm going to have to change my mind and say no because, I mean, we want other players to show us what they've got before they either go back on loan. Uh, personally, I don't think we should see Raul. I don't... Likewise, with a lot of fans, if he gets injured again, I don't think we'll be seeing him for a long time. But I I think the man who should be replacing him for those matches is... I've, I've seen enough of Jose. I've seen enough to tell that I don't think we should spend this £20 million on him because he is 30 years old, 29, same age as Raul, when we've got Fabio Silva, who is improving game by game. Because you see on social media a lot of these like tier lists, and they'll be like, "Oh, youngsters in the Premier League," and Fabio will be at the bottom. But I just don't, I don't think anyone understands that this guy's come in for thirty-five million and wasn't expected to play this many games. And recently, he's been really good. Um, oh, fan, fan, I think he's getting better every game. Yeah. I really do. And I think what I like from him today is he seems really, like, involved in the team. Like, when Gibbs White missed the sitter, he was, like, giving him a hug, being, like, like straight to him, giving him a hug. And I just think that side of him is really coming out now, which I think is really yeah. important for the Wolves team. It's really important that they're close. Um, so that's what I've been really impressed with him, seeing how much he really is enjoying being there and being part of the team as well. Um, I think same uh, see, uh, see from Gibbs White as well, his passion for the club is coming back. When he scored that winner, you know, we we all celebrate because every single player's ran over to him. And it was a great finish. I mean, the Dharma for the first goal, the link-up play was brilliant. Yeah, And Vitina started that off yeah. as well. I, I've been proved wrong in what I said about Vitina. But um, it's good to be bright on. I mean, the last time I came on, uh, it was Burnley. We were all, And we were saying um, about uh, how we can never beat the teams that start with B. But we've done it. We've beaten Brighton, and uh, yeah. But next season's uh, the time. And I saw a comment about Rafa Murr and how he. I mean, he scored last night, didn't he? Another. It was a good goal from distance. Yeah, I. I'm not sure why we recall we recall Catrone and not him. I don't know if it's something about his loan that he can't be recalled. Uh, Maybe. I, I know it can happen, but I think we shouldn't loan him out next season. In uh, if we do need someone to rotate with Raul and Silva, it should be him. Um, but yeah, I mean Nuno as well. When we want uh, set pieces, actually, are the things we need to improve on. Uh, yeah, it was the the height today is the thing that got me. It was um, like the Harlem Globe Trotters going up front were they every time they had a corner, weren't it, Amy? It was like, I mean, that Dan, was it Dan Byrne, that really yeah. like six foot seven chap and you've got Neves on him and you think, bloody hell. <laughs> I, 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 it was I, just I, embarrassing, it's just pitiful really seeing it. It was just like, oh God, is this really a thing? I, I remember seeing a picture of the match of Byrne and Podent standing next to me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, 
that's, that's incredibly mean. A bit of a mismatch. Yeah. Oh God, the tallest, oh, tallest player in the Premier League versus the shortest player in the Premier League. Imagine, imagine if we got podents for Mark Dan Byrne, they or Louis <sighs> Donk. Off, we would have been down by ten, or the amount of corners that they had. But um, yeah, they did have an awful lot of corners, didn't they? I think the biggest thing for us uh, will be recruitment uh, in the summer. Centre back is definitely needed. Uh, 100%. Yeah. And I think a midfielder, if we don't sign Virginia on permanent, which I think we should do. To be so, honest, uh, Thomas, before we get on to your, um, obviously, your performance writing and your, your final uh, take on the man of the match, um, I've got to say that what I've seen of Virginia in these last two games because we're actually getting to see him play. I, I want. I, I think they should definitely keep him because he does look good. That's my opinion. Yeah. Uh, completely. I think Amy's on the same wavelength as we, we're generally generally are mainly on the same wavelength. But I think she's got the same opinion about William Jose as well. We've seen enough to know that he's a nice guy. He tries, but it's one goal. He came in and did a job for us in a tricky position, but I don't think he's the answer. He's not. No. no. So what's no. your uh, man of the match and your performance rating then? Man of the, match, man of the match has got to be a Dharma. Uh, he basically why uh, we could have won with that Morgan Gibbs White and how we've won with the comeback as well. Um, and I think my performance rating, I'm going to go with uh, seven because I think it's set pieces again. And uh, yeah, I mean, for, for a young team, they did very well today. And yeah. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant, Thomas. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you do speak always a lot of sense, very mature for your age, and uh, we we'll look forward to having you back on again, mate. Thank you. We'll see Take you care, soon. Thomas. See you. Bye. Bye. Sorry. <laughs> I am going to turn. Guys, I'm really sorry. I'm going to turn the lights off because they're making me go a bit funny. Um, but just appreciate them and they may be back we soon. Put them on right at the end to finish off on. Okay. Fair enough. Saving the battery. So next up, whilst Amy does that, we've got a young Paul. Paul, it has been far too long since we've had your dulcet tones uh, coming on to talk about the game. We've, I've been trying to get him on, but he's been you're so busy, aren't you, Paul? Yeah. Hi, everyone. Hi, Dave. Hi, Amy. Good to speak Hello. to you. I'm sorry it's taken so long to get me back on. I've not been avoiding, avoiding <laughs> or anything, but little things like work and trying to balance two or three jobs and kids at the same time, it's all been a bit hectic. No worries at all. Life's starting to return back to normal now as well, isn't it? So yeah, definitely. Um, we're not all stuck at home all the time anymore. <laughs> hey, Paul. Before we get on to talking about the game, because you've been on a few times, we've talked about it. That athletic quiz that you qualified for the final. Uh, just tell us um, how that turned out in the end, because you you were the top Wolves fan to qualify and you're up against another 19 fans from the Premier League. Um, how did it go? That's right, yeah. I mean, first of all, I was really so honoured to have got to that stage and be representing our team at that level. Um, but when it came to the actual day back in, back in March, it was hosted by Jackie Oatley and another journalist. 
from the athletic and rather than being um like the previous where it was specific to your club it was general football um knowledge and the first round completely threw me it was so random some of the questions it was things like um stadiums in slovakia stadiums in turkey it was very niche. <laughs> yeah very niche very niche and after the first round i was 24th out of 30 but i went on a real run in the next two rounds and i managed to get myself into sixth place going into the last into the last round and i thought i'm probably not going to win this now but i might have a chance of at least finishing in the top three but in the end i finished at eighth place which is good was, yeah i mean I, I was proud in a way to, to finish that high, but at the same time, I did would have been I great. Think that's a quali- I think you qualified for Europe in that case, didn't you? Because there was, if there's how many was there? How many in it was, was there in it? Well, there was 30 on the night, but um, there'd been so many like heats to get to get how to that. Was 30 if it was a Premier League thing or was it championship as well? Was it there's some big, bigger championship teams in, and also there was some people that qualified from Germany and uh, France. Italy. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I said that I'd pledged, I mean, the prize was a thousand pounds, which would have been nice, but I'd pledged 500 of that anyway to, um, I think I was going to give it to the Feed Our Pack yeah. charity. So I was a little bit disappointed that I couldn't deliver on that, but it was a good experience and I'm uh, really glad that I got a chance to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely brilliant, mate. And I think if you finished eighth, do you know how many was there? That definitely qualifies you for Europe, for definite. So, Could you know. Photo Cup, probably. Oh, the, yeah, absolutely fantastic. So, uh, what's your take on the game, mate? I've listened to a few of the comments. I really agree. There's been some really good comments made already by Thomas, yourself, Amy. I think, first thing to say, it's, it's really not easy playing against 10 men. How often do you see matches where someone gets someone sent off there's quite a long time to play and it becomes so difficult to break them down. Mm-hmm. We deserve a lot of credit for that. Yes, you can say, oh, it's only Brighton or whatever, but actually they've got a really good away record. They've beaten Liverpool. Uh, I think they've beaten Leicester as well this season. So um, it was a real achievement for a team that really struggles to score goals to come up with, with the two goals and possibly should have been more with the Gibbs-White chance as well. So, yeah, I was. I think that was a real plus. And to be honest, the red card did change the match. But I thought the way we came out at the start of the second half, like we were really starting to take the game to them anyway. Yeah. And they'd obviously yes, had a rollick in at half time. Yeah, and and they probably would have deserved that because, as Dave said, the first ten minutes was really good. We took the game to them. Vitinha nearly scored a really good goal. But it's the uh, Achilles heel of set pieces, isn't it? 13 times now from set pieces we've conceded. But they're still doing the same things wrong. Normally when Traore plays, I notice that they put him on their big guy to try and block him, to act as like, to stop him getting a run. But that, that tactic is just not working because I think we've got the worst record from set pieces. Yeah, it's the worst now. Oh, is it? We're actually yeah. out of the whole division. Yeah, yeah. So I just think it's they've got to look at that. And they needed to look at it before today, but today should be like the final nail in the coffin for the way that they defend set pieces. 
So I'm sure like the preseason would be a really good chance to implement some new ways. Do you not think we need to get a, a proper new centre back, uh, Paul? Not one for the not and not bring players in for the future in this summer window. We need to bring players that are going to make a difference to the squad now. Because I think Nuno wants to play this uh, four at the back. And I thought Kilman did all right. I thought Cody did okay, but I don't think as a as a as a as a two. Obviously, you've got Bolly to come out. I think to be Bolly and a new centre back, and maybe um, Cody would play just in front of those two at the, the back of defence, allowing the likes of Neves to push further forward. Yeah, maybe. I mean, we've we've probably needed to sign a centre half since we got promoted. I know we turned Bolly's loan into a permanent, but we. We've we've still got really the same um, bulk of the defence in the middle that we've had in the championship. Um, mm-hmm. I agree with what you said about um, trying to play a four at the back at times, but I wouldn't discount three five two or three four three completely. I think they need to be flexible and play certain formations against certain teams. So, for instance, if you're playing at home to Sheffield United or bottom of the league. There's no point in having three centre-halves. But that's when you'd play a four. But we've shown over the last two years that we can go to Man City, Tottenham, Arsenal, with, with that 3-4-3 uh, three, three formation and not just sit back and defend, really. We scored three goals at Tottenham in the last two years running. Yeah. So We've got them next. 3-4-3 three, three does not have to be um, just a low block formation where you just try and shut the opposition out but I think it could be still useful for us in certain games horses for courses really yeah I, think- I, agree. I agree I think there's I think well the, the thing with Wolves now is that until this season everyone knew that there was always going to play a back three so you don't have that element of not necessarily surprise, but you don't have many tactics to deploy do you with various different formations so being having a team that can adapt to both with the players that can adapt to both and um, yeah. me, me and my dad today was talking about that and in apart from Kilman and Kilman hasn't had much game time really and he hasn't really played in a back four um, so the only players that had in the defence were makeshift defenders is what how my dad refers to them in terms of converted ones which they need for me they need a proven Premier League um centre-back who adapt formations as they see fit and I think as much as I really like Cody if Cody doesn't fit into that then Cody doesn't fit into that which is a very controversial thing to say and I don't think you need to take away his leadership qualities at all but is he the centre-back that Wolves need in defence I don't know I think so, definitely. Um, ideally, with someone who's quick next to him. But he's getting picked for England in a back four. So if Gareth Southgate thinks he's good enough to play for England in a back four, then he's, he's good enough for us, in my opinion. I, I, think, I, think, you, I think you make a good point there, Paul, uh, about if he was along, because he does lack pace. But I think Cody always looks a lot more comfortable when he's in a back three because he's got people either side of him. And although I know you're going about, um, and don't get me wrong, I love Cody, and, and I'm not 
saying that Cody shouldn't be in the team somewhere if we go to a back two. And I think he can play in a back two. But against real high-level opposition, I think he struggle. He would struggle. Um, he did play for England there, but that was really only against like teams that are like League One standards and Championship. So against the real, you know, your top top strikers, I think that's where I'd worry. But maybe that's where you'd switch to that back three, like what you mentioned. I think Wolves definitely do need Plan A, B, and C, and I think. Um, I think you can see Nuno wants to go to a back four because he's tried it a few times. But we've got to have the right personnel because he has been trying different things. It's not quite worked out. One thing to pick up on, and this is for both Amy and Paul, what are your thoughts on the uh, the how Wolves were taking corners again today? It seemed to be short corner after short corner after well, short corner after short see, corner. I think, I think, if, think the reason for that is because there was zero height in that box. So they couldn't they couldn't do a normal corner because if you think of the players that Brighton have got, they'd have just headed it out straight away. That's why they, you know, I know they've been doing it for a while, but there's little height, especially if you've not got Jose in, you've got Fabs in instead of Jose. So some of them worked, some of them didn't some some of them didn't work, some of them were quite pathetic really the corners today, I thought, but I think set pieces taking them and set pieces defending them. Is something that needs working on in the summer because we don't seem to be getting much success. When did we last score off a set piece? Does anyone know? I can't remember. It's a good question. <laughs> That's a very good question. Someone, someone who's coming on later, have a little Google right now and let Statman us know. Will probably be able to tell us that, won't he? Yeah, Statman, some homework for you. <laughs> yeah, That's a good point. I mean. I agree with Amy. I don't think against Brighton you can just chuck the ball in the box with how big they are as a team compared to us. So you have to give them a bit of credit, I guess, for trying to show a bit of invention. But I do think that we are trying the short corner route too often. Yeah. So, yes, have that up your sleeve. And I really like that little one where I think it was Podence early on in the first half where he just dropped his shoulder and went, into the box instead of laying it back. So I do like to see a bit of creativity. Um, but I am disappointed, like Amy said, overall, we just don't look threatening whatsoever from set pieces. So, no. and that's um, something to work on over the summer. Yeah, I think that's definitely clear. I get the point about the, the, um, about the, the height of the defence, and I get that. But they're still then after they've done the little short corner, delivering the ball into the same area. True, and the players are still there. What I, what I was surprised is that that because they play that routine every single time, it's like they know what's coming. You need to mix it up, so you don't know whether it's going straight in or not, because otherwise it becomes too easy to deal with. Because they have a practice every time we took a corner to get rid of it. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, Definitely need something to work on. And I think I think crossing the ball from open play in general and to a lesser extent set pieces is a dying art. I think you really struggle to name, not just in our team, but in the Premier League overall, who who can you um who can you think of that time after time puts in a great cross? And I was trying to think today and there's not that many. So I think it's a bit of a lost art in football in general, crossing. I think Neto delivers a good ball. I agree. Yeah, Neto. 
Cresswell from West Ham was someone that came to my mind who's pretty consistent. Um, it's something I want to see people like Hoover and Samedo work on. Yeah. Because they're yeah. promising positions, but maybe it's to do with maybe it's to do with the movement in the box. Maybe that's not helping. Maybe when you've got Jimenez in there, it'll it'll become different. But well, don't forget Jimenez. Uh, when he plays, he's also defending corners as well. Definitely. And, and then we had Bolly in there as well too, and Soyis. And we had none of those in there today at all. It was, but it was like a mismatch. Uh, and you know, Patricio made a good save to knock it onto the uh, to the bar at one that point. That was going in. That was another one straight at him. But you know, we got the win. We got the win, for sure. <laughs> I don't understand how a team becomes such a bogey team, like for so for such a long period of time. Even though the managers change, the players change. How has it been so hard to beat them and teams like Huddersfield for us in the past, Burnley to, as well? You know, I know. It is, uh, when you think about it, it is crazy. But I just think every team has a bogey team. So you just have to accept it. And Brighton are ours. And we beat them today. So we played Brighton, Brighton. 38 times. And we've beat them just a seven on seven occasions, and it's the yeah. first time we've beat them in the uh, top flight today. Yeah, and they're not exactly Real Madrid, are they? So it's just a strange, strange stat. But yeah, what we're on now is it forty-five points? I mean, if we can get five points, yes, mate. If we can get to fifty, I think you still have to qualify that as a successful season, given all the melting pot of circumstances that, that come together. Oh, absolutely. I think that's a great achievement if they can get to 50 points. When your top goal scorer's got five goals and you're comfortably safe with five or six matches to go, then I think that's an achievement in itself. Yeah, definitely. You just think if they hadn't have had the injuries and they hadn't have had everything that's happened, what could have they done? I mean, you only had to look at that Crocs, Crocs box today, didn't you, with yeah. all the ones that was sat in there? That's <laughs> yeah. it. Paul, to finish off with, um, are you going to go with your uh, man of the match and your what's your performance rating? Again, I mean, I'm always tempted to give a first half and a second half, but I have to say overall, I'd probably give it an eight because in yeah. the second half, I enjoyed watching that performance. Made me enjoy watching us again. Yeah, agreed. Um, Thomas gave a good call about Traore changing the game, but for me, someone who really impressed me today was Aitnuri. I think mm. a big part in the goal. I think he's looking more and more confident, um, both defensively and, and a, in an attacking sense as well. So um, he's really changed my mind about him. I agree on the same, Paul. So for me, he would be my my man of the match for today. And we've, we've got to ask you: Would you play Raúl if he got the uh, the call on the 18th and he was a thing? Would you play him or would you hold him back till the till next season? I was just thinking, what is there to gain from him playing? We don't need the points. Um, the only thing that he could possibly gain is a bit of psychological confidence from being back in a competitive situation. But could that not happen in pre-season? Could he, could he not gain a bit of confidence from playing in semi-competitive matches then? So I was a, I was a definite yes a few weeks ago, selfishly, because I just wanted to see him back on the pitch. But can you imagine in August when fans are back in properly, hopefully, the noise that's going to be made when he comes back out? I think save it till August. 
there's nothing to gain from it, really. No, I agree. I think that's a good note to finish off. And so everyone tonight has come on so far um, and thinks you should be held back. Be interesting to see what uh, Statman says, who's going to be up next. Paul, absolutely brilliant to uh, to have you back on, mate. You know, you talk a lot of sense and I know that you, you'll come on when you get the chances. Eight o'clock, it seems like a good time for you. Good news is Tottenham match will be eight o'clock next week, I think. Um, I've got to confirm with, uh, with the boss first. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but I think it'll probably be eight o'clock. Absolutely brilliant to have you on again, Paul. Thanks for your contribution and well Anytime. done on the quiz. Yeah. Well done on the quiz. Yeah, cheers. Nice See to speak you soon. to you. Guys. Thank you. you Bye. Absolutely brilliant to have Paul back. He he talks ever so well and he's such a lovely bloke as well. And yeah. uh, he ain't half bad at uh, making it difficult to play tennis. Anyway, we've got uh, we've got uh, the legend, the legend that is Statman. Hello, mate. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Good, good. Good, good. good How's Cody? You. Good, good. How's Cody? Oh, thank you for asking. Yeah, he's doing well. He, well, he, which one? I'm joking, no. Uh, the dog, obviously. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's doing well. He's settling in now. Good. Good, good. Glad that he's doing well. So, have you got um, the stats? Yes. Here we have. We're getting so, a drum roll. Thank you for letting me on the show. Um, I know. <laughs> um, it was Wolves 2, Brighton 1. Like you say, Dave, we broke the, um, the hoodoo. Um, shots. So for Wolves, it was 16 to Brighton's 5. On target, Wolves had 6 shots on target to Brighton's 3. Possession, 61% to Wolves' uh, to, to Wolves to Brighton's 39%. Passes, 560 to Wolves and Brighton had 371. Passing accuracy, 88% to Wolves to Brighton's 81%. Fouls, Wolves had 12 to Brighton's 7. Yellow cards, Wolves had 2 and so did Brighton. Brighton had 2. Yellow cards, Wolves had none to Brighton's 2. Offsides, no one got offside for Wolves, up for Brighton twice. Corners, 10 for Wolves and 5 for Brighton. So pretty much all the stats were better than that, pretty much. Yeah, I think yeah, I think, I think they, the stats are very good. I think they obviously came into it a lot after they scored their goal for the rest of the second half, and it did feel like we were clinging on a little bit in that second half. Thankfully, they did cling on, and I think whatever the team talk, yes, the sending off did change the game. But I think, like Paul said, it is very hard to play against ten men. But Wolves were for those first ten minutes completely taking the game to them anyway, so. I do think overall that Wolves were definitely the best team, which was nice to see. For um, I think it since the burn, the last two, very positive, which I think you saw it against the Albion. Okay, it was a draw against the Albion, but since the burn again, they do seem to be playing a lot more positive, fearless football, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know what you don't know what you guys think. What point would you like to make about the game, uh, Speedy? 
Um, look, I, I agree with both of what you've said about first ten minutes. It was like we could score, we could have scored uh, two or three goals, and then obviously it was like the Burnley game where they sat back a bit um, and let Brighton come on to them. But I think, as we've seen in m- most games this season, second half is the always the half where Wolves always take the game to position, um, and I think it was a very positive performance um, overall. Um, and Fabio Silva, I absolutely love the player because I think he's an 18-year-old who's progressing and getting better in every game. Um, and I think he's such a great talent and I can't wait till he, he plays in front of fans because he'll hear his name be enchanted and the confidence he will have will be just be brilliant and I think he deserves it. I wonder what the song's going to be for Fabio. I reckon he'll have his own song. So oh, if anyone... Right. Anyone know anyone's got any ideas yeah. of what it might be? Then come on and show and sing it to us as a little. Or put it down in, put it in the chat. Or put it in the chat if you think you know what Fabsy's song is going to be. Then I don't know. I'm not. I wouldn't know where these things start. But Fabs is definitely going to have a. When Luke, when Dunk pulled him back, I was like, "Don't touch my boy Fabs. Don't touch that little prince." So, but yeah, I agree. He's he's improving every game. <laughs> And it's really nice to see um, after I think he had quite a lot of stick. Um, I was all right in for him, but I did think he had quite a lot of unnecessary stick from a few fans at the start of the season. Well, you can see, can't you, the difference in the way he's playing and his confidence. And he leads, he's led the line really, really well. I think the fact that Nuno's playing him ahead of William Jose. To me, that says that Nuno's made his mind up on Jose as well, and he's decided that you know he's going to play Fabio, give him the experience. Do you know Fabio scored four goals? He's obviously not played as many full games as Fabio. He's got that one goal; should have been two, obviously. And sorry, William Jose. And if Fabio scores two more goals, he'll be our top scorer. Which it could happen. There's three games left. Neto's on five, and he's not obviously not playing. And and then Neves is the other one who's on five. What did you think of Neves' performance tonight, or to this 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 morning, this afternoon, whenever it was? <laughs> yeah. um, what do you think, Speedy? I'll I'll be a gentleman. You can go first. I think he looks knackered. I think he looks really tired. He needs a holiday. Me and Dad said he needs a holiday. He needs to go to Portugal. He needs two weeks off or something. He looks absolutely shattered. Um, I think he's just he's trying, but he needs a break, the poor lad. Good news is Portugal's now on the green list. Yeah, but he's probably going to be playing in the Euros, isn't he? So he's not going to have any break. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, well, he will be when he'll be playing in the Euros. But there will go a bit of downtime. But... Mm. Um, yeah, but it'd still be a different environment for him, I suppose. Uh, I, I've seen Neves' free kicks have just not been on it for so long. I mean, he, he had that free kick that we got from the Fabio incident, and then he, again, he just ballooned it over. He used to be able to put them in. Yeah, for fun. you always get you whenever you get you still whenever you get a free kick there, you think, oh, Neves' territory, come on, lads, and he's just not not performed with them this year, has he? But maybe he needs the crowds back to boost him up or something but um I mean he's still fantastic he's still an unbelievable player um but yeah I think burnt out I think he's um 
and he's had COVID as well, hasn't he? So he might yeah. not be really like Bolly's. That's a good point. Me, so good. he might be suffering a little bit with that still. You don't know. Statman, uh, before we get on to your, um, you know, your final say on man of the match and performance rating, obviously we've been talking about um, Raul, uh, the 18th. I mean, if, you know, if, if you were Nuno and um, you got the nod on the 18th that Raul was fit to play, would you play him? Or would you hold him back till next season and say, let's just get you fully right? Or would you say, you, or, or maybe Raul's desperate to play, and would you say, let's go? I think you'd ask the player, obviously, how he is in himself, because, you know, to me, a professional footballer wouldn't lie how he's feeling. Um, but if, say, if I was a footballer, I'd rather play in front of a crowd because I know I've got support to play my best, if you know what I mean. It's like, it's a bit like a, a rock band playing in front of no crowd. They're not going to, you know what I mean? They're not going to get, they're not going to, you know what I mean? They're not going to be, become a great band because they're not noticed or they're not heard of, you know what I mean? And I think if you ask Raul himself, he'd rather play in front of a crowd. But there will be some fans there, won't there for the United game? Oh, sorry. Yeah, there will be. Um, I, I don't really. It's a, it's a tough one. Um, I don't know really. Like I think the thing is with me and probably most Wolves fans and probably yourselves is when when the corner comes to, into the box or a throw in, I just don't want to head the ball because of the the injuries had. Um, I, don't, I personally I wouldn't play him. Um, really, I think like given give the pre season um, and see how he is next season. That's what I think. And your man of the match and, and performance rating to finish off? Um, I've got a couple of stats. Uh, uh, so I'll do I'll do move stats if that's okay. So goals conceded last season, we conceded 40 to 47 this season. I know you wanted the stat for that. Um, and I don't think it's that bad, really, considering what's happened. First half rating, I'd give it a three. And that's a bit not great. Um, but it was just, you know what I mean, we didn't look. Ten minutes we were like we were going to score, and then obviously after that it was just not good enough. Um, second half I gave it an eight, uh, as it was very positive and we could have scored a lot of goals. Uh, man, of the match was eight Nori, as I think every game he's playing so far um, is improving with every game that he's playing. Yeah, good and stats. One, Thanks. Sorry, uh, clean oh. shoots this season. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, can I say my last one, or is it? Have you got other guests? Well, I mean, no, carry on. Well, quickly, we've got we've got we've got many fun adventures on next. Sorry, I'll say it quick. So last season was thirty to this season's um, ten. So if obviously there's three games left, they can equal millions with, which I think is pretty. No problem. Thank We're you. going to shut Tottenham out. We're going to shut Man United out. And who else have we got? Everton. And Everton, no problem. Everton, Everton. Thanks ever so much. Right, thank you. Thank you we'll see you again next week. Cheers, mate. Bye. Thank you. Take care. You too. Bye. Love to eat your dog and your mum. Absolutely love love having Speedy on. He always comes up with his stats. Next, and we're going to find out where in the world he is. It's Andy. How are you doing? <laughs> Hashtag van life. So it is Are we still in, was it North, Northampton? 
Were you Northampton no. last time? Rugby. No, no, I was near, near rugby last time. Rugby, that's the one. Are you still there? No, we moved on now. Um, oh, right. Now at a place called Claybrook Magna. Which ain't Where's too that? far from rugby. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Can I just show you something very quickly? This is where we are, look. Can you see the beautiful sunset we're getting? Oh, my God. Wow. Look at that. That's nice, isn't it? That's beautiful. That is stunning. You've got the red thorn over the trees. <laughs> you know. Just uh, as I think the Albion are just about to get relegated. <laughs> oh, dear. And now what should we do to, you know, actually, um, actually, should we do a boing boing? <laughs> it is a bit of a shame, I suppose, in one way, because I'd like to see us, us crowds going to watch them play Wolves. Yeah. Which, that's it. That is a shame for that, but they shouldn't have got promoted last year. They scraped promotion last year. They should have saved it for a year, and then we could have gone to a game next season, but is what it is. It's um, sweet that they've gone. So see you. See you, mate. Bye. <laughs> see you later. Bye. The West Bromwich Baggy Birds are sadly... I mean, I will say, if they'd have stayed up, we'd have had, we'd have had a proper derby with proper fans next yeah, year. We've not had that. But at the other hand, you know, they're boing, boing back down to the Champions. I don't think we'll see West Brom in the Premier League for a few years. I just can't see them boing, boinging back again. I just don't think their teams... I think they'll lose Pereira and they'll lose the, the guy they've got on loan. I think... I can't see them... I just can't see them coming back. I think they stumbled into the Premier League because Brentford messed it up, so... Yeah, Brentford is but oh, well. goodbye and cheerio. <laughs> As Jane says, Samuel gone, yip, 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 away. <laughs> Carl, see you in six years. <laughs> I take Pereira. <laughs> and, well, no sympathy, no. Cool and the gang, celebration time. Bye, baggies. <laughs> Uh, if people want to know what the Black Country dog means, they need to come and see these comments right now, don't they? <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, you know, the other the other side of my family are all Albion season ticket holders, you know. So I don't have the vitriolic hate that some people have. Um, but obviously they are our local rivals. So, you, you, you know, you, you always want to be... Lording it. Okay, they're going to be going, well, you never beat us. <laughs> five five one, and it's. I had someone come on in the um, if you come on in the comments, you haven't beaten us in X, X amount of years. And I said, Please, and I had to, had to reply, add about another five onto that then because <laughs> I've got <laughs> this playing them for ages. Uh, but you know, fair enough. I you feel for um, the fans, we would like to black country derby, but proper one because we'll show the Premier League what a proper derby is, but yeah, they're down. Yeah. And they're gone. Anyway, mate, on to the game. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was the usual thing, really, weren't it? We start off all right. They score a goal. We fall to pieces. <laughs> Nuno has a go for the, for the half-time chat, I suppose. And then uh, they come out and have another proper go. And it did help, of course, when their player got sent off, of course, you know. But um, I, I quite like how Silver's getting on, I must admit. He's, he definitely is getting better. And I'm really pleased about that, especially after yeah. paying 35 million. <laughs> yeah, you just got to think though how when he's worth 150 million in a few years' time, yeah. um, and hopefully Wolves will be in a position where he won't want to move on as well. 
then um and you can see i mean considering is he 18 19 is he eight, 19 yet some of the the movement he makes is really intelligent football and That's bang on really bang intelligent on. football so for you think god in a few years time and surrounded by people i think it does help the fact there is a big portuguese contingent with him making those developments i don't think if he was somewhere else he probably would it was if anyone noticed on the commentary today they refer to wolverhampton as little portugal which did make me smile quite um <laughs> quite a bit it's quite funny but yeah i agree with your point about fabio i've always been quite a big fan of him anyway it's nice to see him improving with every game what does andy drive have i, have I got to answer that one yeah <laughs> patrick moran if patrick moran wants to know what you drive i'm guessing he means what motorhome you've got it's an Eldis NV180. That means absolutely nothing. To me. <laughs> no, if it is on a VW, I'd be like, oh yeah, I know what that is, but anything else, no. But it's, I mean, it looks fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> it looks fantastic from what we can see in it. So it's a six um... berth, six berth It's one of the biggest things you can get, but it's it's about seven point four meters long. I'm hoping to come over and see you when you're next in Can over Canic Chaseway, mate. Yes, we will come and have a brew. Yeah, Murph Bennett wants yeah. to come as well. Yeah, I remember you saying. <laughs> yeah. So other than, oh, carry on. I think Sorry, he just wants to say, get away yeah, from the, out of uh, the house and away from the villa lot next that lives next door to him. To be honest. <laughs> well, one thing I did get frustrated with the game today was the uh, the corners. Uh, I know you've mentioned it, Dave, haven't you? The short corners. It yeah. just drove me mad today. I mean, every time, and they always mess it up. I don't know why they keep insisting on doing it. Uh, I know Amy had a point earlier about, um, you know, because of who we were playing, and we ain't got many tall players, <laughs> which is true. But we've done it all, all the time, haven't we? We're constantly short corners. And when they know you're going to do it, you know, you ain't got much chance for that, have you, really? So, no, no. I think we should change that around a bit, you know. <laughs> Very yeah, definitely, definitely short corners, particularly isn't the need to work. I know Matinho used to put a decent corner in last year, so I don't really know what's happened there because he's still been on the pitch most of the time as well. So, um, exactly right. Yeah, he always does that little. My mum calls it the little shuffle. He always does a little shuffle, doesn't he? Before, so maybe the shuffle's not working anymore. I don't know something yeah. like that. But anything else? What we you, obviously, Fabio, you've kind of picked out. Anyone else or anything else you were particularly impressed with today? Well, I was going to say Ait Nori. I mean, a lot of people already said about Ait Nori, and he's definitely, uh, uh, well, he's worth having in the side, isn't he? That uh, Jose, though, oh, I tried to give him a chance, you know. I mean, I'll be thinking, like, you know, give him a chance, give him a chance, like Silver, you know, but he's really not, it's not working out for him, I don't think. I, I don't think we should keep uh, Jose at all. But no. like you said, Dave, he seems a nice chap. But you can't keep him for that, can you? He's, he's got to be, you know, he's got to be a good player. And it's always been his think... dream to play in the Premier League. But it, you've got to. Ju I, I will. I'm going to give him credit. He he does hold the ball up well. He links players in, but his movement isn't on the same level as Fabio Silva or a Raul. Yeah. I think Raul's up there. Fabio Silva's a young lad coming there, and he's got to be fat and stronger. But you know, you. I, when 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 he came on today, someone said in the uh, and we'll watch along of the Billy Wright statues coming on because he doesn't do the, the movement <laughs> and stuff like that. And he's a look and he's a nice guy, but and he wants the move, but I just don't think it's 
I just I don't, I'd be shocked if we bought him. No, I don't. I think you know people can say they paid yeah. thirty-five million pounds for Fabio, but to spend, you've had a basically a trial with him, haven't you? He's paying, and you can pay twenty million pounds for the trial where the trial's not come good. Um, I don't think would be good business, and it's, it's a shame. I think he wants to do well, but I just don't think he's. Maybe Wolves isn't the team for him in the Premier League. Maybe he can't adapt the way that Wolves play. That's quite a counter-attacking team and he's not really got the pace to do that. I don't know. But for me, he seems like a nice chap. Um, he, but he doesn't seem to be part of the team either. And I don't think that's... He doesn't seem to have that united front. You can tell all of them you know, have that very much united front. And I don't see... Don't see that from him, but he seems like a nice fella, and I wanted him to come. I wanted him to score five, six, seven goals, but unfortunately, he hasn't has he? So he's a striker. He's not scored really. So interestingly, Terence Burt, as uh, he's seventy-two year old, he's a Wolves and Brentford fan. He's been waiting all my life to watch two te- his two teams in the flock top five. I tell you what, I hope Brentford go up. I like the way they play football. I've liked them for a few years. They've been so close. They absolutely messed it up last year when they should have gone off. I hope they do go off, Brentford. I hope they come up this year, but I hope they've come up this year so that their fans can attend games because if they'd have come up year just gone, then their fans probably wouldn't have been able to go. And it's a stadium, brand new stadium as well that they've had, so it'd be a nice one to go on the away day, Amy, for that. I know, I have been to Brentford away twice and they lost both times, yeah, so... Third time lucky, maybe. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, what do you think of Morgan Gibbs White's performance uh, today? Both of you actually not talked about Morgan, have we? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He played a lot better today, definitely. I, I thought when he missed that uh, goal, I thought, oh no, you know. But then he made up for it just after. I was pleased he did because he has been uh, giving it a good go, isn't he? I think if he hadn't, if, if I, I feel for Morgan because he does seem to be a bit of the, a target of the. Uh, of the social media bully boys. Um, okay, he hasn't helped himself in a lot of ways and some of the things he puts out, he's a young lad, uh, needs to be a bit more, think about what he posts sometimes. But had he have, uh, had he have not scored that winner after missing that sitter, I think he would have come in for a bit more stick. But you could see when he was talking at the end how much it meant to him. I know that yeah. was nice. To yeah, it was nice to see. And I hold my hands up and say that he's not my favourite player at Wolves and he's not, Really, I always think he potentially thinks he's better than he is. Um, but it was nice today that he showed that he does actually want to be there because I have questioned that, whether he takes for granted being at Wolves a little bit. Um, but, yeah, his reaction after he scored and fair play to him because the goal that he did score was actually a lot harder and a lot more technical than the goal that he should have scored. So, um, yeah, and I thought with the goal that wasn't a goal, um the, it was good to see that Adama wasn't selfish with it because I think Adama of old would have been quite selfish with that ball. So that was also good to see as well from them both. I'll tell you yeah. what, with that one, Amy, he, he got through and he kind of he lost the ball. He, he lost the ball. If he would have dropped at his feet, he would have just tapped it in and he, he, yeah, he lost the ball. the ball. And then I thought, oh, is he going to go for it? And then he passed it. And then I'd like to think that I could have scored that. But <laughs> I, I think probably, you could. I probably could have. <laughs> So now it was like you like you both said it's I think he's still got a long way to go, but it's good to see a bit more of fight and um for him playing for walls again. So yeah. 
And to finish up with your man of the match and your performance rating, Andy? Oh, I was going to say Fabio, but I suppose I can't really say that really. I think it's probably more Adama uh, because he did seem to make a, he did make a big difference when he came on. I ain't just saying it because he scored, because I hate it when people give it man of the match just because they scored the goal. But he, he does, you know, he runs rings around him. It's great. Uh, I'll give it a Dharma and man of the, uh, and to, oh, the points. Uh, I'd say, well, first off, overall, I don't know, overall seven. But if I Fair was to split it into halves, I'd go two for the first one <laughs> and probably seven or eight for the next one, really, I suppose. And a seven overall. Yeah. My, absolutely brilliant to have you on the uh, channel. And next, uh, hopefully, we, you, eight o'clock next week will suit you because, and we'll see where in the world you are this time. You start to, <laughs> are you going to be staying there for a while? Are you fair yeah, enough, buddy? A couple of weeks. Couple of weeks. All right, yeah. then. Catch you soon, mate. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot. See you both. Bye. See you soon. Bye. Bye. So, um, Lee Clark, just to mention, he's, Morgan Gibbs White's actually from Stafford not Wolverhampton, but he is a local boy. Um, and there we go. So next up, before we finally get on to mini Amy and Dad, we have Amy, the ghost man, and the big question is, will we be able to see him? Almost. <laughs> he's got he's, he has he's got a look to keep. It's kind of a shadowy figure in the in the background. Are you in your shed, mate? No, I'm in my utility room. You're in utility. Oh, you've got an upgrade from the from the shed. Yeah, she the missus said it's too cold out there. Come in. in. No, oh, she's let you in. <laughs> yeah, but she hasn't given you a light. As um, Adrian Richard said. Let there be light. Do you have a switch in the utility or do you do all your washing in the dark? Well, the, the light is on, but it's one of them air light things are terrible. For, I want to smash them, really. I, I think you'd actually have more light if you did smash it, mate, to be fair. Let us know where you live. I'll send you the disco light for next time so you can have the disco light. It's a shame you turned it off. I was I was burgeoning to it. Oh, we'll put it on. I'll put it on at the end. It's going on at the end, and we're gonna have a. We're waiting for people to come up uh, with uh, with a Fabio Silva. Fabio Fabio Silva. No, Dave. Dave, stop, stop. No. <laughs> you want viewers to subscribe to this channel, not desubscribe or whatever the word is. <laughs> oh, unsubscribe. Yeah. Right. What's he say? I don't know. <laughs> right, Ghostman, how did you find today? Uh, well, cool game. Well. We go on. Stop putting your things in caps. You'll you don't need caps. Is shouting. Put in normal lowercase, and then people might list, listen to you. So please, if you put another post, if you need another post in caps, we'll have to time you out again. Carry on, Ghostman. Well, like I said, the first 10 minutes I thought, yes, we're going to have a good go. And then after that, we thought, oh, no, here we go again. Back to the Burnley day. I thought, oh, no. And the defending one was terrible again. But once the sending off happened, 
it completely changed the game. And I thought we played a lot better. And the second half was brilliant. Morgan Gibbs-White played well in the second half. Eight Norris going down the left flank brilliantly. And the interplay was very good between Vitinia and Silva as well. Yeah. Very, it was, wasn't it? But yeah, well, I think we all felt the same when um, when the uh, first goal went in. Like, oh, here we go again, thinking, oh God, this better not be a Burnley repeat. Because I think it was about the same time that Burnley scored the first goal. Wasn't it was it? exactly like a repeat. I thought, here we go. And especially when we were all over the place, they just didn't get that second goal. Thank goodness. Yeah. Yes. That... I think they're going to be a bit trouble if they disordered the second that goal that Rui saved. To be fair, but they didn't. So, um, so thinking about Raúl Keith, would you want to see Raúl play on the final day of the season? Uh, no, absolutely not. No. What? What? Do, what does he need? No. What does he need to play for? If we was, if we needed the points, it was. Could we fight against the relegation? Then yes, definitely. But we don't need the points with, with the save, so just leave him to the start of next season. Give him a good pre-season and get him back in ready. Yeah, I think you, you're agreeing with what everyone else thinks, which is um. But Keith, what if Raul's saying to Nuno, "I want to play. I want to play. You know, I've not played for ages. I'm just giving this game. Give me ten minutes, fifteen minutes." Would you say no? If he's desperate to play and he wants to come on, wear the gold shirt before the end of the season, say I've, I've come back, would you would would both of you say no? Then, if he was desperately wanting to play, I think in situations like this, you've got to listen to the medics, haven't you? Like if the medics say clear him to play, and he really really wants to play, then you know, fair fair enough. But then. There's also Nuno is the boss, so if he thinks he's not, he shouldn't be playing. Then he shouldn't be playing. But for me, it's the the medics have got to have the the impartial medic. So the specialist doesn't work for the club. Is just a head injury specialist. He's they're the ones that got to got to um have the say really, hasn't it? So. See, I, I think I'm, a, I'm on that. I think if he wants to play, I, I don't particularly think he needs to play. The worry for me is if he plays and then he, off, he ends up going off to the Olympics with Mexico, which I, I know it's his country, and it, but it's not like the World Cup or the, or the um, whatever the American version is, like um, of, the, uh, of the European Championships. It's, it is the Olympics. And I'd worry that he'd go to that and he could get, hurts in that and then not come back fit for pre-season. I think that everyone's, until he's played a substantial amount of games, everyone is going to be quite naturally worried about him because of what has happened. So I think it's just natural worry. I think the Olympics for the Mexico football team are is quite a big thing nationally. Um, whereas for us in this country, the Olympics with football isn't really that big a thing. But I think for them it is quite so he probably doesn't want to miss out on that, but you don't know, do you? I'm sure they'll do whatever is right for him. I think you're right, Amy. I think we have to wait and see what happens with that, uh, to be honest. Um Ghostman, people are suggesting that you use your mobile phone 
as a uh, as a as a, a makeshift light. Are we that's, doing that? That's a mild improvement. <laughs> well, yeah. He does have an that's image safe, to keep so. up. <laughs> He does, does have an image to keep up, but he's not as blessed as you with all your fangled lights, uh, Amy. I know, maybe we'll have to. He'll come up to the morning and speak to us and we won't recognise him because we'll be able to see him. Yeah, um, <laughs> Chaotic Rage has already said get Amy to lend him a disco glow, but Amy, to be fair, has already offered that. I have. Yeah. Um, so finally, mate, your man of the match. Um, I think I think you might have said, and your performance rating. Performance rating, I've got. I'll give it a seven point five overall. And the man of the match, I'll give it to eight Nori because the overall game he played well. I mean, Adama come well and done well on his substitute appearance and that, but for the old game, I've I've had to give it to eight Nori. Mhm. Yeah, I think quite a lot of people agree with you today, and I think it's nice to see Aitnori um, get a positive reaction because I think the way he's been playing, he deserves it. Yes, Absolutely. definitely, definitely. Absolutely. Any, any, you've got thirty-five seconds left, Keith. Anything you want to say to your 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 ghosty fans? Are you being sponsored by Snapchat, for example? I'll just like to say thank you all. I love you all. And I've had a few things in the last few weeks that really bad news. So, and the community has really been there for me, gave me some encouraging words. So, I'd like to thank everyone for that. You lost your uh, your nephew, didn't you, in a car accident, mate? Yes, 12 years of age. I'm sorry to hear that, Keith. And, uh, you know, he has been through it, Amy, so, you know, we've been talking to him. But, Keith, you know that we're always here for you. You're a character. You're, 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 a, you're a character on the channel now. And um, we know that must have been really difficult for you to, and you and your family dealing with losing your nephew just 12 years of age in a car accident. And I know that he, uh, he loved his football, didn't he? So we do send our best wishes and love to you and all of your family. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you. There you go. And you're getting some lovely messages in the chat as well from everyone as well now, Keith. Keith, hopefully we'll get you back on again very, very soon. Lots of love to you all and thanks for your contribution. And your light, lighting is slowly improving. Yes, it is. Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot. Take care. See Cheers, you soon. Mate. Lots of love to Keith there, as I say. That's an awful thing to have had to deal with, losing his nephew at the age of 12. Um, but to finish uh, the show tonight, we do have the dynamic duo, um, Bat Batman and Robinette, um, to come on. And it is Mini Amy and Dad. Welcome, guys. Last up tonight, but all we're, you know, always welcome. Sometimes you're on first, sometimes you're in the middle, but you've, you're actually finishing the show with us tonight. How are you all? Good, nice. thanks. How are you, Dave? All good, thank you. Been looking forward to seeing you two tonight. What are your thoughts on the game? Well, I'm glad that Nuno played the younger players today because you need to give them a chance. And we're not going to get relegated this season, but we're not in a place where we're going to 
you know, go Europa or Champions League. So I think it's the right time to play those players. Mm, yeah, it's a, it's a nice time. We've got a few mm. games left. Let's have a look at people, people who haven't had game time, people who've been on the bench. And let's judge and make some decisions about what we want to do next season. Some people who we've got to make decisions on regarding transfers. Some people we've got to make decisions on regarding how much game time we yeah, want to give them next season. Are they going to be somebody we look at as a first choice or do we want to look at them maybe as a backup? So I think this is like a perfect little window, sort of like an extended pre-season to, to judge these younger players and have a really good look at people yeah. and make some informed decisions before next season. Yeah, definitely. I definitely agree with that. I think it's quite nice to see the different team sheets and the different formations that we're seeing when you look at the Look at the lineups. Dave texted me when the change it quite significantly for the Albion match. He was like, oh, a bit interesting. I was like, well, you know what? It's actually quite exciting. And I felt the same today, seeing the lineups, seeing how different it was again. That they are using the time, using the time wisely, I think, is the is the world and word. And I think some of those players, like we said about Nevers, and I know Nevers did start today, but he came off um like six minutes in Disney. So I think some of those players, they really do need um, they just need the time off really so yeah. i've got to say to finley that dad likes to be known as dad we've yeah. asked him before he has said can you just call me dad so that's what it is it's dad that's it yeah that, that's that's fine by me just call me dad or like i say if you want to maybe even the daddy who's <laughs> <laughs> the daddy <laughs> so what what were your guys' thoughts on um, Gibbs White? Because we've only really briefly spoken about him, so it'd be good to get a bit of different opinion on Gibbs White. I think he played well today, and I think he proved himself. Um, he should have done better with the first chance he had when he put it over. But I think, other than that, he was pretty good today. Yeah, I think it, it, his performance mirrored the teams as a whole. Ten, first 10 minutes, he was bright, lively. Yeah. And then he faded for the rest of the first half, like the rest flat, of the team yeah. did, very flat for the rest of the first half. Second half, I thought he, he did well. You know, he got a good yeah. pocket of space, looked to get on the half turn, looked to make things happen, positive. Um, unfortunately, it looked like he was going to be the villain. Mm. When he missed that, it looked like, oh, God, this is it now. It's going to be like, you know, Gibbs White's going to get know what's gonna come, You know what's coming, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. But um, thankfully, I was so glad that it was him that got yeah. the winner. Then, you know, the villain the turns hero, to the hero. Yeah. And it's a nice redemption story for him. But overall, just discounting the fact that he got the winning goal, yeah. I didn't think just... he had a bright performance. And I think it was yeah. something just to say to Nuno, you know, let me have another game. Next game, stick yeah. me in there again, because I've done enough to convince you I can contribute yeah. to the team. He had that another run, didn't he, where he ran past and the the keeper tipped it round the post as well. Yeah, that's yeah. That, exactly. That's another good yeah, another as good well. another, another good effort from him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the team, the team tonight um, that Wolves put out. Let's just uh, just have a look at that team. It was an experimental back four: Kilman and Cody, Eight Norrie. Oh, I don't know how old he is. Maybe you'll know. He's not very old, is he? Eight Norrie. He's nineteen, I think. Yeah. Eight Norris nineteen. How old's Hoover? There was a stat on the BBC earlier. I think there was was there three players that were teenagers, and the average age was twenty four and two hundred and something days. And you think that's averages boosted quite significantly by Martino and um, Patricio. So, so yes, yeah, so it was a very very young young side today. So considering we had so many young players, Fabio eighteen. Um, Vitina's about 19. 
Um, Eight Norris, nineteen. Yeah, I mean, I thought that that it's given me a lot of heart the last couple of games to see these. Do, do we know what was Otto so injured? We don't. He wasn't on the bench and he wasn't playing, so uh, I'm not sure. nobody's really said anything. Nothing's no, we haven't heard anything. And so. any reason why he wanted the squad, which is a strange Mystery, one, yeah. yeah, because he was good at the Albion, you he know, was. and he, playing in a position that is like not his natural yeah. position, but still he's a bit of height and strength as well. You'd have thought he'd yeah. be. Yeah, he's really tall as well, isn't he? So yeah. yeah, he's a powerful player as well. So it was a surprise yeah. that he wasn't involved. I, I expected him to start, to start and to not yeah. even be on the bench. It surely must be an injury. I can't think it, he was dropped I, after his last performance at the Albion. I can't. I can't maybe even... he's got COVID. Maybe, maybe it's another maybe. another case of that. Yeah, good shout. Um, Tuba, Tuba Wolves Craig. It's an interesting stat here. Apparently, it's the second youngest team in Premier League history. I'm wondering whether the other one was that Man United team where it was... Who was it that famously said, you'll never win anything with kids? Who was it that said it? Alan Hansen. Alan Hansen. I knew you knew that, yeah. Alan Hansen. I think I heard that as well, actually. I think I heard that on the commentary saying them say that. So, Um, So, yeah, no, but, yeah, like we've said, promising, really, really promising. Um, to see and nice that they're coming in and they're playing they're allowing themselves to play instead of being a bit nervous like they've been given the confidence by the coaching staff and the more experienced um, players around them to come in and to to play instead of being maybe a little bit apprehensive or a little bit scared yeah they've got nothing to lose now they haven't got the threat of relegation hanging over them all we've got to win games to qualify for the Europa League so they've got a free hit it's a free hit for them just to, to prove themselves and again, they haven't yeah. got the pressure of fans, you know, they have no. like, like fans, the fans in the ground, the back, like, yeah. if they make a mistake going on the back or yeah. away fans or travelling to an away ground and yeah. having opposition fans. They've got a lot of things there, a lot of freedom to express themselves yeah. without a lot of pressure or, or any yeah, sort of burden. Yeah, they need to prove to Nuno as well, don't they? So they will feel that pressure, but I mean, they haven't got the fans, as you've said, so... It's well. an audition. It's an audition for Nuno, really. That's what it is, these last few games. And an audition for next season. And I think so far, so good. Looking at the people who've come in, the youngsters who've played, I think they've given us a lot of hope for the future. Looking at next season and even further on than that, to think these guys can play a part. They're only going to get better. They're only going to grow, develop, both physically and, and, and tactically and, and technically. All aspects of the game will get better as they grow. And so I think the impact they'll have on the team in the in the seasons that follow will be greater than this because this season they've been thrown in at the deep end. And we, they don't expect to have the game time that they've had. Hoover's had to play more times than he would have. And Nori's had to play more times than he was expected to. Certainly Silva, yeah. you know, with the situation with him and there. So they've been thrown in at the deep end. And Nuno, I think, wanted to use it for 20 minutes here, 20 minutes there. Yeah. And they've had to play a lot more than, than Nuno was expecting. Yeah, and it was young players today, as we've already said. And it... Was the first time in the Premier League we met Brighton, so yeah, the they did really well. Yeah, the young the youngsters have done it. The first yeah. time we've been Brighton. No, well, they haven't got all that bagging. I've got some. I'm going to do some quick fire questions for you both now. Are you ready? Oh, go on then. Oh. Okay, quick fire questions for you, Bettina. Uh, send back or buy? I'd buy. I'd buy. Okay, so boy. He's got a good shot on him as well, and he's proved that, hasn't he? Yeah. Gets Chorley in other occasions as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Morgan gives white. 
Uh, give him another chance next season or loan him or sell him. Oh, go on, you go first this time. I first last time. Um, I would loan him, I think. Mm, maybe. That could be a sensible option because I think before today but, I would have said sell him, you know, before today. But, but he's put a performance he, in today that's made me think, oh, maybe I was too quick to pull the trigger. Mm. So maybe a loan again, yeah. Okay. Eight Norrie, um, buy or send back? I buy. He's proved himself. He's positive. And at the start, we're saying he's not very good defensively, but he's improved with that too. So I think he's coming along well. Yeah, I think um, Eight Norrie's a definite keeper. Okay. William Jose, buy, send back? Send back, I think. <laughs> send back. Yeah. No, I think yeah. he needed to get more goals. Yeah. And... yeah. He's got good link-up play, but as um, we've already mentioned, he's not getting into the positions of Silver as well, and he can't yeah. seem to find the space. Yeah, Silver's movement and natural instinct for Torin has been better. But Jose did a job, you know, we should have figured he did a job. He came in when we needed a physical presence up there, and our results did turn when he came in and offered us a physical outlet up front. So he has contributed in that sense. And I'm going to hand over to Amy now to uh, finish your last two and a half minutes. <laughs> so you're going to throw all the questions at me then? Are no, we going to do a special on it? We'll do a special on it, Amy, at some point. <laughs> so overall, overall, guys, who um, is? Oh, we've not asked the Raul question. So the Raul question: Would you play him um, given the opportunity, and also your match rating and your player of the match? With Raul. I think right till next season, because you just need to be safe. You don't want to risk it, do you, in case he's getting injured again? And, you know, we need to see what the medics think, because they're specialists at it. Yeah, and Mexico and, and looming large in the background. Yes. They're waiting to grab him, Mexico. <laughs> as soon as he yeah. puts a foot on the pitch at Molyneux, by the walls, <laughs> they'll yeah. grab him and take him to the Olympics. So I think <laughs> the only way we can keep him from participating it's in that and give him a that. summer's break is just to not risk him and then just use yeah. him in pre-season. Yeah, definitely. I think everyone's had that consensus tonight, haven't they? Then for my man of the match, I would say Aitnori. It is close between him and Traore, but I think he was really positive today. And he was my man of the match last game, and I think he's been very consistent lately. Yeah, he's been doing very well, Aitnori. I think over the last sort of handful of games, he's been one of our best players. Hold on, hold on. Is Dad going to agree with you on your man of the match? Hang on. Oh, did I say I agree? Oh, I thought you were going to be a first. I know he was very good. Yeah, I know he was very yeah. good. But I'm going to go for Traore for his impact from the bench and the way yeah. he turned the game. His impact on the game was monumental for us. It you know, was. They, they he couldn't handle the him. Tables, yeah, like... they couldn't handle him. Yeah. And if he had to come on the pitch, I don't think he would have won the game. Yeah. No, okay. Then for my general performance, I would say seven overall. First 10 minutes, we were very bright. Then the rest of the first half we were flat, like we weren't doing very well and Brighton was on top. Then second half we were positive again and creating chances. So I think seven overall. Yeah, I would have said a seven overall as well, but because Raya said a seven, I'll go with seven and a half. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Never agree. And guys, you need to stick around in a minute um, because we're going to be ending the show with Amy putting the disco lights and uh, putting the disco dancing on.
for us all. We're going to get the lights on in a minute just to finish the show, guys. A pleasure. Thanks for waiting patiently uh, tonight. We're just going to uh, we're just going to get Amy to go and put on the lights, and we're going to finish by celebrating breaking that hoodoo. And, and the Albin going down. We're going to have a moment silence to <laughs> send our love and best wishes and sadness to them down the road in the stripy blue tops. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks again. Take care, guys. Bye. So I'm just going to change the uh, the background. Whilst Amy goes on and does that, I'm just going to say thank you once again uh, for Spider VPN for supporting it. And uh, we're going to get on the old disco lights. Here they come. Boom, boom, boom. You look, Amy, you're gliding around like you look like you're floating around on a, on your chair. It's because it's my desk chair for work. Like you look like you're floating and going around. And there we have the beautiful lights to celebrate the hoodoo and the stripy lot, sadly, going back into oblivion, back into the championship. Um, final thoughts on uh, on the on today, Amy, to finish off. Final thoughts, give you your thoughts as well on the stripy lot going down as well. Your last words, last rights, shall we say, for them. Um, I think overall, I think it's just nice, especially after what was a very disappointing um, show against the Albion. I think it's just, not the Albion, Burnley. I think it's just nice to see that they're finishing the season quite positive when there's nothing really to play for. Um, so, yeah, so really good from that front. I'm hoping it continues. Spurs aren't looking that great. So uh, they were awful against Leeds yesterday. So I'm hoping that um, we can continue that next week as well. With the album going down, it is a bit bittersweet. Obviously, it's been nine seasons since we actually went to a derby, and now it's going to be at least another. Well, it be could be eleven seasons by the time we actually could get to go to one, unless we get the cup. I think that's that. That's the uh, the one sad thing. We have had the Black Country derby, but it it wasn't a proper derby. Wasn't. I mean. Because you think that, how you felt on Monday and it was a bit, there was no build-up to it. They hadn't got anything, had it. So that's the only disappointing thing. Maybe um, we'll, we'll draw them in the cup or something next year. Maybe. God, I don't know if I could take that again when all the South Bank was full of Albion fans. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. But, yeah, they have been uh, tonight during the show. Uh, the West Birmingham Baggy Birds have been relegated after one season in the Premier League, uh, and on the same day that Wolves against the other Albion in the Premier League, Brighton and Hove have finally broken that hoodoo, the bogey team hoodoo of never beating them in the top flight. And Morgan Gibbs-White, would you believe, first goal for the gold, old golden black in the final minutes of the game, securing a 2-1 victory. It's been a great show. Hopefully, um, please smash a like on the video if you've been watching it on YouTube and also give us a five-star rating on the podcast. Thank you to everyone that's joined both me and Ames in the chat tonight and every all our guests for contributing. And Amy, thank you very much for bringing out the disco lights as well. And um, Keith has already messaged asking when you can borrow them. 
<laughs> we've got it to you. Don't worry. <laughs> in fact, he's there now. Look, great show. <laughs> Lovely comments. All the best. So from myself and from Amy, always wolves. Always wolves. Bye. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you're still the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.